Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Elaine. I'm Kylie. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have adventure and action. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list. Well, uh, maybe. <laughs> but maybe by listening to the podcast, you can give these films a second chance. This week. On the podcast. It's Tony's pick. 1995's The Prophecy. Which is in someone's top ten of prophecy movies. <laughs> Before we get into The Prophecy, first, some old <clears throat> business. Oh, old business. I love old business. Mm. We asked that uh, you guys send us your opinions of movies, and we got a later one. But we did get one from Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. From Highlander. Hi, Highlander. I mean, oh. <laughs> His favorite character was Kurgan. Okay. My dude is living the best life and spending immortality the way it ought to be spent, i.e. doing everything but giving a fuck. <laughs> His least favorite character is Brenda. This woman wrote a book on metallur- uh, metallurgy. I literally, literally fell asleep remembering that. <laughs> Can we have a higher quality of partner for the winner of the game, please? <laughs> His favorite scene is Kurgan versus Ramirez. I would pay cash money to watch Sean Connery fight Clancy Brown in real life in 2019. I don't think that would go well. <laughs> you damn sure believe I'll, I'll watch them fight with swords in a castle. That scene influenced my development. Wow. <laughs> favorite line, I've got to say something to say. It's better to burn up than to fade away. That was yours, wasn't it? Um, no. Think- no. Mine was there could be only one. No. Oh. I think it was in the trivia, though, that he was quoting a oh, that's Star Wars. Yeah, and I did really like that line, but can't, you can't beat There Could Be Only One. Yeah, Come on. Tough. <laughs> Favorite tertiary object, the, battle, the bottle of brandy that Connor brings Brenda for the date. It's from 1783, and Connor recalls every significant event from that year from his own personal experience. Recommendation, hard yay. Hard yay. I'm relatively certain that Tony is only my friend because I had this movie on VHS and I lent it to him for what I believe is five years. <laughs> the fact that I'm not 100% certain that he ever gave it back, by the way, that was 25 years ago. So that is Ben's opinion. So I should stop lending you movies? <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably good idea. I don't think he returned the paycheck. I didn't. Did you take the paycheck? Yeah, because we were talking about it. And then you said it's it. literally right there, and we um, gave it to him. That day we loaned him two movies. Because no, he brought back uh, Suicide Squad. And Suicide Squad, and he returned Suicide Squad, but not always, the paycheck. Friends, always <laughs> borrow two movies. That way when you bring one back, they forget. Naughty <laughs> Elaine. <laughs> she never forgets. To be fair, now, I haven't watched that movie on our DVD copy in, I don't know, many, many moons. So much that it's in our room of our podcast room here where we have a collection of movies that we don't watch. It's just in a giant stack of movies. Mm-hmm. They get so, smaller every time we come over, Carly. Yeah. So High next, to- Carly Lee and Tony are going to have to borrow the skulls. Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen. That's Can we start movie. at the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Legendary is, but I'll watch it to get to Ric Flair and the Horsemen. I feel like the only movie in here that we've watched in with any kind of recently recency is The Burbs, which I picked as my birthday movie last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. Good flick. Quality pick. So anyway, The Prophecy. 
1995. However, I was going to say like 93. It was made in 93. See, it sat on the shelf for two years. Why? Sat on the shelf until we saw Christopher Walken and Eric Stoltz in Pulp Fiction, and they were like, "Oh shit, we need to put this fucking movie out." (laughs) It's kind of weird. 6.5 on the IMDb and 43 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Did not fare well, huh? No. Budget was eight million, and the box office was sixteen point one. So wow, wow! It made a lot more money than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> but still, that's not a lot of money at all. Yeah, it's not. On eight million dollar budget, I mean, you figure they it's only still, get it about what forty, fifty percent of that. Still, they made it made its money back, but it didn't make hardly any money at all. How much money did it make? Enough to spawn four sequels. Mm. Tony, on show. the way here, Tony goes. All right, so we're gonna go talk about. The best movie with Christopher Walken as an angel. I said, "Well, how many of those are there?" <laughs> so unfortunately, there's five. <laughs> I don't think he's in. I think he's in the first three. He's not in four. He's five. not in the last one. I said, "Are they all prophecy movies?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this was written and directed by Gregory Wyden, who did. Welcome back to the podcast, Highlander. Highlander, the television series, and Backdraft. Backdraft, Ooh, really? Yeah. You know, there's really a, ba- a sequel to that. Is there? There's a Backdraft 2 that came out like this year or last year. Yikes. I saw it. I was like, huh, Backdraft 2. Yeah, never going to watch that. <laughs> the first one's pretty good, though. It Kurt is. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Kurt Russell. Uh, a friend of the podcast, if you will. He's been on several. <laughs> he was on uh, the Highlander. <laughs> he was it on the Highlander. It all comes back. Yeah, see? all comes back to Kurt Russell. This, this movie is starring Christopher Walken. Welcome back from True Romance, mm-hmm. Sleepy Hollow, and The Rundown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a fan favorite over at the old... Uh, Underappreciated with uh, Tony because didn't he pick all those movies? No, <laughs> one was John. <laughs> the other three were me. Okay. <laughs> um, Elias Cotiez, who can say what he wants, but everyone knows him as Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja. Turtles. I was going to say true. that, <laughs> but he was also in Let Me In, which I like, and Fallen, which another movie he, I like. He was only in the beginning. I know. But he was good in it, though. Yeah. He was singing out uh, the Rolling Stones. Time mm-hmm. is on my side, and they killed him. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, Virginia Madsen's in it. She was in Sideways, Candyman, Dune, and Highlander 2. <gasps> Always comes back. <laughs> she, I, was say, I don't remember her in that. Oh, yeah, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I don't want to remember that out. movie. Yeah. <laughs> and Eric Stoltz from Pulp Fiction, Fly 2, and Mask. He was in a bunch of shit in like 80s movies. He yeah. was in that movie, The Butterfly Effect, mm-hmm. and I've never been able to... He makes me looking at his face makes me so uncomfortable because of that movie. I feel always feel bad for this guy. That. He was hired and shot a bunch of scenes in Back to the Future mm. um, when they tried to get Michael J. Fox and he couldn't do it. So they hired him and they just, there's a bunch of scenes with him yeah. in the movie and they, they fired him. Yeah, like right in the beginning of the movie, they're like yeah, this isn't working. And they went back and they waited for Michael J. Fox. And there's in the butterfly effect. It's Ashton Kutcher and he keeps going back in time to. Changed the life of the girl he was in love with as a child. Amy Smart. Amy Smart. And uh, in a lot of the past, Eric Stoltz is her dad, and he does some terrible, terrible things to her. And her brothers, and Ashton Kutcher as a child. Like, it's real bad. And now, every time I see him, that's all I can see. Like, it makes me very uncomfortable to watch anything that he's in. And he's a really good actor. He's a good actor, but he plays some weird roles. He does. Yeah, he does. When I see him, I think of him in the diner scene of Back to the Future, where he finds his father. It's Crispin Glover's in it still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he comes back to back to the future. Back to back. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, last but not least, is Vigo Mortensen from The Road, obviously Lord of the and Rings, the King of All Men, and Carly's Bath Time Fantasies. <laughs> I told him, bedtime fantasies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no! Oh, well, he was also the King of, of All Men. Well, and he has a history and really of violence. Only as Aragorn. <laughs> 
<laughs> I really liked him in Hidalgo. <laughs> I never saw that. It, it was. Maybe you should just expand <laughs> it and decide that he's a good actor instead of just a pretty face, Carly. He also has a really nice ass. I mean, I like his character in Aragorn. <laughs> I like well, I how he got. Uh, I like that character. I think it's weird that you think he's super hot as Aragorn, or Aragorn and the most of that movie he looks like an unwashed homeless person. <laughs> I like how he kicks Very the helmet. Very sexy unwashed It's just person. really funny to me. I like that he kicked the helmet and broke his foot and like yelled in pain and they put that in the movie. Yeah. Because that was his best take. I just think it's funny. <laughs> I got two reviews. Okay. Yes. First one is from Rummelhart. Um, I was in the test audience in one of the original pre-screening wow. screenings in Seattle. A friend no. of mine got me a ticket and we went together. I'm no horror movie freak, but free is free, and it had walking <laughs> in it. I would watch the man in a dog food commercial. The movie was built. You gotta eat your dogs. The movie was built as thoroughly chilling, but very soon, what with the snarky bit characters and the underlying current of grim humor, my friend and I began to giggle. Soon, the whole audience was picking up on the grin. He gave it ten out of ten. Mm. So he loved this movie. So he's got a fever, and the only cure is more Christopher Walken. Exactly. Or cowbell. The other review is from McDublin. Says, Are you people on crack? This movie is cack. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said whack. <laughs> that would have been better. Good job, Carly. It's pretentious, overblown twaddle. <laughs> twaddle. The acting is ludicrous. People don't use the word twaddle. <laughs> the plot hinges on a string of unlikely events, and the characters are vacant. Three Str- out of ten. String of uncanny. <laughs> he still even three? Does he watch movies? <laughs> Like, I never understand all movies are what about, they... you know, well, that's just convenient. <laughs> he I... says Gregory Wyden has a Citizen Kane attitude and a Plan 9 from Outer Space ability. <laughs> oh, wow. Ouch. I don't understand. Like, Shots fired. <clears throat> once your review goes under five, mm-hmm. I really feel like it should just be a one. <laughs> Who are these people that are rating it? Two, threes, even fours. Like, either it's mediocre or it's crap. There's just not a lot of in-between. So what you're saying is um, it's either good or bad. Have you been a Sith your entire life? Because only a Sith deals an absolute <laughs> No, I'm saying snap. there's levels of good. Like, some mm-hmm. things are a seven and are. some things are a nine. But really, if you didn't find it to just be kind of average and mediocre, then you hated it, and that's a one. <laughs> mm. Or if you're going to give it a two or a three, got to say at least one thing positive, which yeah. made it not a one. Like, this movie was terrible, but I love Christopher Walken. From Walken. Walken. So Would one say that it was <laughs> dog yeah. Well, what did you think going in, Carly? I thought, never heard of it, never seen it, don't know what it's about. Then we started watching it, and I have seen it. <laughs> so, best movie ever heard. Okay, <laughs> Elaine. I said, I think I've seen this. I'm pretty sure I've seen this. Spoiler alert, I had. <laughs> and John. Without looking I good. was going to say, I think I've seen this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen this. This is about angels and shit, right? And then I watched, angels and I was and like... Shit. Isn't there a sequel to this? <laughs> I see. There's I didn't so know there was many. that many. While I was watching the movie, I was like, let me see. I looked it up. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a sequel. Holy shit, there's a bunch of sequels. There's a lot of movies in that were in the 90s that were about angels, though. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a I remember watching going, this is good, and the sequel was not. You kind of get them confused sometimes, so... But yeah. as soon as I saw that little girl that plays Mary and her teeth, which... <laughs> her front teeth, yeah. They look like chicklets. Yeah. Do you know how she got into acting? She won a beauty pageant. Really? Yes. Well, I mean, probably, she was cute with those teeth. It was probably for her adult teeth. She hasn't she grown was only, into them yet. That's she was, the problem. She was only in a couple of movies. Most of them, The Prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she, got, this, one, and she got this... 
her because she won a beauty pageant as this child. Okay, well, maybe sure. Which I thought I'm was sure that when she grew up, her teeth are a perfectly oh, she's good much, size. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you look at pictures of her as an adult, she's very pretty. Mm-hmm. But I just like all, I don't know if it's just the way they kept her hair back from her face the whole time. Oh, yeah. They weren't flattering her, that's for sure. <laughs> like with I the clothes. And <laughs> a lot of kids have big teeth. So we've gone from tit talk to teeth talk. Teeth well, talk. A lot of kids have big teeth when your adult, when your permanent teeth grow in. They're just they don't fit in your mouth right. But that's oh. just all. I was like, as soon as I saw, her, I was like, oh, I remember this. Her kid. big girl <laughs> teeth came in, no big deal. I know teeth she's talk. fine. Grill spill. It wasn't like terrible. Grill just spill. Just noticeable. It was somewhat distracting. Chomper chat. <laughs> Chomper chat. So the summary is: the archangel Gabriel comes to Earth. In search of an extremely wicked soul, a former priest turned detective, and a young girl must stop him. All right, so the movie starts out, it was written by the guy that did Highlander. It starts out about the same way as Highlander. With Christopher Walken talking <laughs> in his bathroom? No, just a voice voiceover. Voice <laughs> he says, I remember the first war, the way the sky burned. The faces of the angels destroyed. I saw a third of heaven's legion banished and the creation of hell. I stood with my brothers and watched Lucifer fall. But now my brothers are not brothers, and we have come here where we are mortal to steal a dark soul, not yet Lucifer's, to serve our own cause. I have always obeyed, and I never thought that the war would happen here again. And that's when Queen would kick in, but no. Here we are. (laughs) We see Eric Stoltz standing in a dry creek bed, in the or desert, I can't tell. Uh, looking at a, an angel skeleton. Yeah, it's yes. got wings. Yeah, it looks like one. We cut to a Gregorian chant type singing oh, in a church. No, 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 no. Exactly like that. It's a priest. They're ordaining new priests. Uh, I don't know. I've never been ordained as a priest. Is this how they do it? Mm-hmm. Anybody? Anybody? Makes as okay. so much sense as anything would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably a big ceremony with all the candidates oh, lined up. I'm yeah. sure. We cut to various statues and iconography all over of angels. and. By the way, it's a Catholic church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a slew of priests in training. They're all being ordained. Uh, we see Thomas Daggett, who's our main protag. The, uh, what's it, what was his name again? Elias. Elias Cotius. Cotius, yeah. No. Casey, Casey Jones. Jones. No, so, there you go. So that's not his name. Use his <laughs> name. I think he legally changed it to Casey Jones. Uh, he's there to receive the blessing, but he uh, gets on his knees and cries out in pain as he receives a vision of angels at war. And we get his voiceover. Some people lose their faith because heaven shows them too little, but how many people lose their faith because heaven showed them too much? That's a good line. He says the there, um, a verse from the Bible, St. Paul um, but always stuck with him. Even now in heaven, there are angels carrying savage weapons. David's Daggett's smoking on a rooftop, uh, and then he goes back to his impar- apartment. Inside is a weirdo, preach, oh. perched on the back of a chair. I like yeah, I like how they all the angels sit. Yeah, like they're not ever sitting in chairs; they're sitting on top of a chair, balancing. Yeah, perched like birds. And this uh, this one is Eric Stoltz. He asks Daggett if he believes. If he's a part of God's plan, Daggett says, mm, that's complicated. And Stoltz says, no, it isn't. <clears throat> In a dark alleyway, another large figure. Okay. What? Before we leave this. Okay. This, I, my problem with this movie, if I had a problem, is that there, <laughs> Wait see. it makes no sense for Simon to talk to Thomas. Why did he stop there? Why? What does Thomas's book have to do with anything? Why? Why? Why was he there at all? There's no 
ex- like the exposition is so slim, it makes no sense. Well, because it feels like there should be a reason that he's talking to Thomas. Yes. Like he needs Thomas or something from Thomas. Well, I think Thomas is, is a part of the plan because he got the visions. Yes. So he's but, saying he's got the touch. But he's there's the oh, okay. but there's got to be, like, there's nothing that connects Thomas to Simon. There's no reason for him to be in there. Like, once Simon dies and they, well, when they find Thomas. Oh, jeez. <laughs> now I know what happens. Well, he didn't die, though. But when they find Thomas's book in Simon's apartment, that makes sense that he's brought in mm-hmm. and that stuff. But why was Simon in Thomas's apartment? It makes no sense. And what saying is Simon make says sense. nothing to yeah. explain anything. Right. It's so... Random. But everything else kind of makes a logical progression. This doesn't make any logical mm-hmm. progression. You see what you did there? Mm. It's not a good strong. strong I, I said what we're going to do is not pull on that thread. Because this whole thing could fall apart. It's the whole thread of the movie, though. Well, stop pulling on it. (laughs) In the dark alleyway, another large figure lands and puts on a long coat and sunglasses. He's tracking someone by scent and perches on a road sign. Why do angels always wear long trench coats? Like, even in Michael, he wore a long trench coat. And then it's not, well, to cover their wings. Well, when they have their coat on, you can never see wings. What was wrong with that guy's face, though? Mm. Not just the fact that it he seemed, had no eyes, but he had like like a rubber mask over his yes, face. Yes, yeah. like he had on yeah. some kind of prosthetic. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I don't know if that was because they had to put something over his eyes. Maybe, probably. But, but there was definitely a prosthetic. Looked, it looked like he was wearing a skin suit. It yeah, it looked like his <laughs> he face was, was made out of suit? clay, and someone had mushed it. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Like, if you had put on a clay face and then I put my thumb on your forehead and just mushed the clay a little you know, bit. No, when like, you were a baby, I told you a secret and then pushed my finger. Oh. So Simon's inside the apartment building. Uh, the Dark Angel jumps through the window, and he and Simon fight. Uh, the Dark Angel stabs Simon and tears at the hole that he cuts into Simon and then slams him onto the windowsill. Um, but Simon throws him back, and he ends up kind of laying down on the broken windowpane glass and it cuts through his throat of the dark angel the dark angel says you found it haven't you and simon throws him out the window and he lands on a car rolls off the car and then gets rammed by another car <laughs> it's going like 80 in you know, an alley yeah everybody alley. <laughs> speeds down a one-way alley no big deal into a building was that person attempting suicide so that person <laughs> yeah this car was driving really fast and there was nothing but a brick wall in front of him Maybe he was slowly accelerating and sneezed and pushed his foot down on the accelerator just at that right moment. Does happen. Because that sneeze was part of God's plan. Ooh. Maybe, maybe he was driving and was distracted by the man falling out of the window. <laughs> and didn't and notice that he was driving. it so he would hit the guy. And he was trying to avoid him. <laughs> He's like, I could beat him and, and hit it. And he, was, he hit him and went, shit, I was wrong. Simon leaves the apartment but is definitely badly hurt. So police show up, they're investigating the crime scene, and they have questions. Who is this dude? Uh, how did he fall from all the way up there? And oh yeah, where are his eyes? <laughs> they're probably in the grill. They look at the room. That was a good line, too. I like how he said, to a fine detective such as yourself, I think you will find signs of a struggle. And he <laughs> opens the door, and there's just blood everywhere. Another um, great line. But in the room also is Daggett's thesis he wrote for his master's degree on angels. And we cut to a small, then we cut to the small town of Chimney Rock. It looks as though it was bigger at one point, a copper mining town, but that's dried up. And we see a school choir recital is underway. 
and killing it apparently. Yeah. We'll be Goldberg's there, you know. I will follow him. <laughs> no, Virginia Madsen's there. Oh, somebody else. Being her name's Catherine in this. Mm-hmm. She's conducting. We see Simon enter the uh, church. Uh, viewing for a deceased military general is going on. It's also kind of forced. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> the general's supposedly the best tactician ever. And the angels want his soul. I'm just going to say this because they, they try to make it like a... You don't know what's going on for a while, but it's kind of silly. He's the best tactician ever, and the angels want his soul for to lead a second war in heaven. he's like an evil tactician. He's, they don't yeah. want his soul to go to hell. They want to take it to yeah. heaven so they can, to make he can help them fight their war. But it was right. weird in the way they set it up. It almost seemed like they're in the auditorium doing this concert, yeah. and in the back room is this dude's <laughs> body. <laughs> Which yeah. the song they were singing was religious. So that would almost make sense, but it's not what happened. The other thing that bothered me is that they didn't spend anything on special effects to show that he that a soul was transferred. It just no, looked yeah. all right. It so like in he order to him. yeah, he kissed him. He in order him. to like transfer the soul, he had to get all up in there, mouth to mouth. That was like if a boy kissed you like that, you'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> He's a bad kid. He, he like really checked that dude, he that general's really con- sucked tonsils. sucked that dude's face. He yeah, had he to did. get the soul out. Everybody knows but, you're going to get the soul comes out of the air. All they yeah. needed was a little special effect with like a spark of light yeah. or something. They're also very creepy with their use of smell and touch with their tongue. Like they taste stuff. And, <laughs> and Simon, yeah. like, why are you supposed to be a good angel question mark he's so creepy and weird <laughs> well i think the idea of it is that there's no real good angels and bad angels there's angels that are for people and angels against people uh, they're not really good and bad people just, or just listening to god the idea really doing what is they're the told are the bad guys who work for god <laughs> they're his assassins they do what they're told and the, some of them are still doing what they're told and some of them aren't but like they could have made him just not slightly hell. less creepy when Christopher Walken isn't as creepy as the good angel. <laughs> no what would make Christopher Walken creepier? If Fat Boy Slim was playing and he was dancing. I don't think that's creepy. I think that's the most awesome thing Christopher Walken has ever done. Really? Next to the two Ryans. No, no. no Next come to at me, Joe bro. Dirt. Joe <laughs> <laughs> hey. talking. My guy is all wrong. <laughs> so Simon opens the corpse's mouth and sucks the soul out, like Alien says. God. They could yeah. have a flashlight underneath them and anything. The anything. aliens and aliens didn't get farther down his throat <laughs> than Christian Stoltz got down that general. Face huggers? Yeah. So the recital ends, everyone cheers. Uh, young Mary smiles. The audience seems to be mostly Native American, a large percentage. Yeah. Where are we in California? Arizona, I think. I think we're in Arizona. What city? New Mexico? Mexico? Maybe I, really New Mexico. I believe they said Arizona. What city? What city does Thomas Daddy... Like, where's this big city? I thought that was New York, and they had to go I, to Arizona. Which I also no, thought I it was New that. York, and then they were, and then we're all of a sudden we're in the desert, and I'm like, well, it can't possibly be New York, because... That's a just, hike. He, he drove there. He didn't drive across country to Arizona. I thought he was in the same state. He was yeah. just in the largest which city in that makes state. me wonder, what city was that? Is that Phoenix? Been. We'll go with Phoenix. What's the capital? Honestly, in the beginning, I thought maybe we were in LA, but then we clearly were right. on a reservation, yeah. and we were in which the same clearly state. looked like I thought New Mexico or Arizona. What's the capital of New Mexico? Mm. Oh, Anybody? God. Sorry, Anybody? listeners. Oh. <laughs> Not geography majors on this podcast. Sorry, all of our listeners in New Mexico. <laughs> if you're a fan, if you're a fan of I've ours or a friend been. of ours, I like to call you from New Mexico. We're sorry. Oh we're going to learn your cow. Yes. <laughs> 
high five. That might be the biggest city. It might not be the capital. Well, well, you know, I said the biggest city. Much like, you know, like New York City is not the capital of New York. That would be Albany. Albany. So Simon's walking the streets. He has the soul, but he's still gravely injured. Santa Fe. See? Uh, See? You're welcome. At least I had a city. <laughs> so maybe, he was in, maybe he was in Albuquerque. Maybe he was in Santa Fe. The capital is Santa Fe, but the largest city is Albuquerque. Like like I said, see? <laughs> Could be the largest but city. But that would make sense to me because they're not going to call the dude in from another state to come work on the case. He's not a state trooper. He's not, he doesn't work. He's not an FBI agent where they're going to call him wherever. I just wish, it, and again, I wish I gotten a little more exposition and that was just somewhere so we knew where we started from. No. The, but the, it bothers me. You're not allowed to pull threads of this movie, okay? The beginning of this movie is very forced. And that's why I was saying it's kind of like Highlander, where it's a really great setup story thing, but there's definitely parts that you're like, mm. it's a very cool. Someone idea. should help them with rewrites. Yeah, I feel like it's creepy enough, and some of the dialogue is good enough, but I just need more exposition or a little bit more connection between yeah. these dots. The just, picture I'm drawing does not quite look like Abraham Lincoln. When and I, connect I don't these dots. feel like it was, was it terribly long. Lincoln? I don't know how long it was. But I don't feel like it was that long that they couldn't have added 10 minutes and made it make no, more sense. No, it was sense. only like an hour and a half. An hour and 40, yeah. yeah. But it I mean, was under Tony's two-hour limit. Yeah. Although, mm-hmm. Well, he picked it, obviously. <laughs> I just think that they they had ideas. They want this to happen. They want this to happen. They want this to happen. But they couldn't they connect, it, how to get connect it very yeah. well. Yeah. Which is fine. Whatever. Um, so, they knew a writer. <laughs> so Simon um, goes and hides in the rundown school. He's still bleeding out. Uh, Daggett goes to the coroner to see what he says about the dark angel body. He apparently was born without eyes and has no sign of aging. Oh, you said the coroner. I thought you said the coroner, and I was not understanding no. where you were. Like, why would you stand <laughs> he, in the coroner? He went to the coroner. <laughs> you're very good, Carly. He has no signs of aging, no bone growth rings. Like, yeah, <clears throat> and when you're a baby, you're... Yeah, they said the blood is, like, the same as an aborted fetus, which was... Weird. And he has both male and female sex organs. He's a hermaphrodite, which happens. Mm-hmm. He also has an old. We're like, oh, this guy can go fuck himself. <laughs> Probably not, though. <laughs> apparently, the parts don't work. He also has an old handwritten Bible on him, with a Nokian script on the inside cover, and the symbol is tattooed on the back of his neck or side of his neck. neck. Yeah, maybe a brand. Now, is it just me? Whenever you hear about angels and sex organs, I always think they're um, like Ken dolls. Because of dogma, and that, yes. yeah, dogma. The ill-equipped mm-hmm. angels are ill-equipped. That's the first. I always assume angels don't have any junk. Hit you with that fish. <laughs> the Bible that they found has extra chapters and verses. Daggett, being from the seminary, recognizes this immediately. Yeah, it's like Luke goes to in chapter twenty-three. He's like, there is no twenty-third chapter. In Luke. Yeah. Daggett takes the Bible, goes through it, and then he goes through another book, and he finds the symbol associated with the angel. He's a warrior named Uziel. And he works for the Archangel Gabriel. Who's very important in the angel hierarchy there. Yeah, he's an Archangel. Mm-hmm. We then uh, cut to the man himself, Christopher Walken. He's Gabriel. Gabriel kicks open the apartment from the apartment door from earlier, walks through the police tape and sniffs around the room and then licks the blood on the on the what? Uh, desk? Like on yeah. the table or something. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> it's very gross and creepy. He's like <laughs> And he sticks his tongue out and just licks it. Ooh. And afterwards, he, he smirks and says, Simon. I have a feeling Carly thinks this movie is icky. <laughs> we cut to the school. Kids are running around playing hide-and-go-seek. And, go seek and um, in the, there's like a closed part upstairs. The abandoned part. 
Uh, Mary's looking for the other kids that are hiding all around, and she runs into Simon. He introduces himself, and they seem to get along. Uh, Mary agrees not to tell anybody he's he gets, there. He gets creepy real quick. Yeah. He's like, don't tell anybody. It's a secret. It's a secret. Like, can you just talk like a fucking, yeah. not, not a fucking child predator? I wanted to kick the TV. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm glad that wasn't just me, because no. I do always see him as a child predator, unfortunately, because of the butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was me. No, no. Projecting. He's, projecting. he's very yeah. creepy oh, in this movie, especially mm-hmm. with Mary, because... And she wouldn't react the way she no. did. She would run away from this scary dude who's creepy. Oh, that depends. Well, I don't know. Not all, girl, not all people would. Unless, I think... If they had portrayed him, or even all the angels, as having sort of an aura... That, yeah, which that, I like, think they did though. People. Like in Michael, he smells like cookies. But I think they do because when Christopher Walken is with the kids later, they know their like names. He turned they it put on. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like maybe he does. It's just they need a little more. They didn't money in the They didn't do a different effects. way to. They didn't yeah. do enough to show that. Because there's also another scene that's coming up, but there's a scene where he just tells uh, Catherine to leave. Yeah, she's like, okay. and she, yeah she I got that. Like, they like, can do a little mind control, but they didn't seem like he was using any yeah. on Mary. Yeah, they didn't make it obvious enough yeah. that he was, you know, compelling Agreed. her towards right. him. Mm-hmm. Well, we cut to Jerry. He's an apparent, apparently distraught gentleman that has committed suicide. Only instead of shuffling the mortal coil, he's being kept alive by Gabriel. Uh, they bicker back and forth. Gabe won't let him die until he's done with him. Uh, he just keeps selling him soon. Yeah, And I feel like... Jerry is kind of like a zombie because yeah. he's... I would say ghoul. He, yeah, ghoul maybe because he seems very sick. And at mm-hmm. cer- certain points he like sneezes up goo. It, mm-hmm. And he's Seven. 100% miserable and yearning for death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Daggett has uh, forensics carbon date the Bible. They find that it's from the second century. For a second I thought they were going to find out it was human skin for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different movie. I know. Day. I know. It's the... Necronomicon. The just, uh, coroner and Daggett go over the very good. the new entries. Apparently, it's about a second war in heaven. A group of angels are pissed because of God's favoritism. He's shown man. Um, and then there's shocker, a prophecy. Mm-hmm. Particularly, dark soul will be important to their future war, and it will rest in a human. So, what basically they're saying this is the oldest Bible ever. Yes. And when they had the council, they had the Council of Nicaea, and they were like, "This yeah. is in, that's out." Snip. Some of this stuff didn't make it. This was another weird thing. Like, I get that we know he was almost a priest, but he never says to the other guy, how can you read Latin? Well, I was, I almost became a priest. Like, I yeah. feel like there should be that line of exposition, even though we already know it. Know it. Right. I just well, feel like they were trying so hard not to explain anything. Well, you figured this guy works there. They probably already know that. But I just feel like I in, got a, that in most too, movies, like, knew. like he it, was a he's a cop now and he's working with these people. They're gonna know that he was gonna be a priest. Just, that kind of shit comes up. I just up. feel like it's one of those things that just is in movies. They could have like just had a nickname and, for him that yeah. implied that everybody knew. Like your holiness, but something yeah. where they <laughs> just like fucked with yeah. him with it. Um, I don't know. I, just, I don't. I don't mind it not being explained because just, that's something you would know. Like you go to your job and you work at, you know, fucking State Farm, but then you go and you're a fucking stockbroker. They're gonna know. Hey, weren't you the State Farm guy? Because it's just something that you would know. I, I just. It's just something in movies that they usually put a throwaway line in there, and they didn't. And I noticed because they didn't, which I don't. I don't think you need it. You know, it's just one of those things. Like I it, would have liked a little more notice given to this prophecy. Like, I. 
you could almost miss it. Like, like, like for something no, called the prophecy of the yeah. super big deal. attention. No, like we're gonna spend some time talking about this. It was just I like, know. oh yeah, there's a prophecy. Yeah, I feel like he should have been like late at night, sitting in front on his dining room table. Like we hear a voiceover as he's translating it, yes. and then and talks maybe he had about a it vision or, or something. something. I don't know. A flashback of his vision. So it was a bigger thing. We're that writing we a better just movie than what happened. <laughs> it happens. All right. So anyway, so Daggett explains also that the person in the morgue is the angel Uziel. At the um, at that time, Gabriel walks into the morgue. A deputy tries to stop him, but Gabe says, "Shh." And then you see he has powers. Yeah, we just don't really see him use him. The deputy falls <laughs> down, presumably unconscious. So we didn't kill him. He might have killed him. He might have. I don't think they I don't did think he because did. later they got a description of him as tall. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Gabe looks around, sniffs the air, and then he locates the body of Uziel. Um, then he pulls him out, lays him on the floor, does an incantation, and immolates him. That's a nice way to say he set that motherfucker ablaze. <laughs> Back at class. In the shape of a cross. Yeah. Why, yeah, he puts his arms out and then, like, he pours some stuff and yeah, some yeah, he does like a prayer over it. Holy water, maybe, and then he's fine. He says, and boom, gone. Back at class, Catherine is setting up everything when she notices Mary's missing. Uh, she searches around and finds her with Simon. He's like, Will somebody hail Mary? Well, she mm-hmm. asks the other Anybody? kids, Anybody? Where's Mary? They're like, We no? haven't seen her through lunch. And they're like, Were you playing in the old, in the Come on. closed off sections? And the kids are like, I'm not telling. And so she leaves her class unattended. This is the only class in the whole school. And she's the only teacher. And she just she walks seems off. She's the only employee of this school. I know. There's no principal. No, there's none. No, nothing. Hey, look, let me explain this to you ladies, okay? $8 million budget. They don't have time to be like, hey, what's Ernie Hudson doing? Can we make him the principal? No time. It's really like we went back 100 years. Just her and this class yeah. of kids of all ages. Right. And somehow, without any supervision, she's teaching them all. <laughs> Which... I'm sure that there are parts of our country where it's so poor that this happens, although I think there's probably a little more division than K through 12 in one room. <laughs> it's probably K through 5 or K through 6 and then 7 through 12. I mean... Here's Holtzman. And there's she sure would be answering to somebody who tells her what to Here we go. Teach. Now we're on to Scholastics. All right, <laughs> meow. All right, meow. All right, All right meow. So Simon and Catherine talk. Uh, Catherine wants to call the police, but Simon Jedi mind tricks her. And Mary returns... <laughs> Mary returns after Catherine Because she went and hid. And Simon explains that he's dying and he needs to tell Mary a secret. And then he puts the dark soul in her. He was Could not have been creepier. This was my least favorite scene. He was creepy as fuck. If if they had done the light thing, then we wouldn't have needed to see their mouths touch. (laughs) I feel bad for poor Eric Stoltz who's reading the script going, I have to do what to a who? But even then... And I bet that kid's parents were right there. There's something about just this tiny little bit of light that shows the transfer that makes it look like he doesn't enjoy making out with corpses and little children. (laughs) He's a necrophiliac pedophile. It's disturbing. That's a small class, you know. So he puts the dark soul in her, and uh, afterwards, Mary's ill. Shocker. Immediately gets ill. Mm -hmm. Catherine drives her home. Let me put some dead bodies in you, see what happens. And calls the police on Simon. I assume it's the sheriff she talks to on the phone. But again, here's the thing. If you've never, if you're not familiar with the story at all, you don't really know what, you know, (laughs) you could be watching him do that, and he makes her sick, and you're like, what did he do? (laughs) Well, hopefully, you were paying attention and seen him suck the soul out of one body earlier. I mean, they keep saying it, but they well, don't. You saw him make out with a dead body. Right. And now he made out with a little girl, and we, she's sick. We've already heard <laughs> so if you make out with a dead body and a little girl, she'll get yes. sick. 
That's and probably true. That. I feel like they just need to make it a little clearer. Even though we have gotten all the clues necessary to put this puzzle together, yes. I feel like it's at a more of an advanced level, and most people watching movies prefer a little more beginner-level mystery. <laughs> so Catherine calls the police on Simon. The sheriff, I assume, says that his deputies are all busy with an oil spill, but he will send some as soon as he can. Maybe tonight or tomorrow. Dag it in the corner, find the remains of... Of the uh, dead angel and all the evidence that was with him has been removed. Gabe through, goes through Uziel's things and finds uh, an obituary for the deceased general. He tells Jerry to take him to the desert. Uh, Jerry just wants to die. So they drive for a bit. He keeps saying soon. No. And you're going to let me die soon. Mm-hmm. Soon. Uh, Jerry asks, well, you're an archangel. What do you need me for? And he says, there are just some things that are talking monkey work. He then picks up the scent, tells Jerry to pull over, because he can always smell a graveyard. Next, we see uh, Gabe perched upon the tombstone while Jerry digs the digs the uh, grave. The general, yeah, up. he's digging the general up. They find a coffin. Jerry opens it. Uh, Gabe gets excited, jumps down into the grave, opens the mouth. No soul, and Gabe is pissed. But then he picks he's up pissed, another. Pissed. Scent. He didn't even get a kiss. Kiss. No, he tried to get a kiss. Kiss, and there was no soul. Soul. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Jonely Bonely. Henry Chow. I know, but it's more fun to say Jonely Bonely. We cut to Simon. He's crawling on the floor, still dying. And Gabriel appears. They exchange hellos. Simon tries to run, but Jerry trips him. Gabe wants that soul. Gabe and Simon argue for a bit. Simon wants to continue God's plan despite his absence. Gabe wants to take over heaven and kick all of the talking monkeys, and kick out all the talking monkeys. And he'll burn heaven down if he has to. Where's the soul, Gabe says. Uh, and then they reminisce. Remember, we threw Lucifer's army from the wall. I just want things to go back to the way they were before, before humans, when we were loved best. And Simon says, you know, Gabe, sometimes you just have to obey. That's who we are. Gabriel gets pissed and burns him. Yeah. And then uh, before he dies, though, Gabe stops it. Short. It's like torture by burning. Yeah. He's just burning him, and then he's like, mm-hmm. are you going to tell me now? And he no, kind of stops, burn. burns and stops. <laughs> Simon says, you'll never get that soul. Simon says. <laughs> you waited for that, weren't you? Yes, I was. Gabe smiles. He says, you're a tough one, Simon. Old school. And, and then, then he, he kills him. tears Simon's hearts out. Hearts. Heart. Which I think is what... Wait, how many hearts does he have? Is he a coward? No, he was, what he was trying to do, but he didn't. Um, Catherine sees a police car. She goes inside. Uh, they're looking over Simon's ashen corpse. Catherine goes to check on Mary, and she has a Native American, it's a grandmother and an yeah. aunt, I think, because well, her, her parents are dead. Her parents are dead, and she lives with her grandmother. Okay. So whoever that other person is, they're part of the grandmother's tribe. Okay. But Catherine is in that house, like, she fucking lives there, yes, and, like, is. Mary is her kid. Yeah. You've got 40 other kids you're in charge of, or however many kids are in your one class, and yet you're all you left your classroom in the middle of the day to drive this kid home. Well, <laughs> who was watching after those other kids? No one. And then you just keep showing up at this house all she's the like time. She's like making the bed and Yeah, she's weird. like hanging out like she fucking lives in that. She's what's trailer. called a co-star and is needed. <laughs> I know, but they should have just made her like Mary's aunt or something. And the other her, side, the other thing about what you're saying is it also and you don't see this till the end. It takes a long time to get wherever the fuck they're at. It's like yeah. 40 minutes or something that yeah. one, one lady says. You're like, you just left these kids at school and drove 40 minutes to go see Mary, which is yeah. 
you know. It's, it's odd. A, it's they should much. have made her a relation. That yeah. would have made more sense. Or a, the neighbor. She lives in the trailer next door. Mm-hmm. She helps the grandmother out with Mary. She takes her to and from school because she lives, like, just something. Mm-hmm. Okay, got well, it. Mary's, make any sense. All right, Mary's we got. Native American family and kin are using charms and blessings to try and help her with whatever sickness she has. Right. Catherine sees Mary has been drawing uh, some disturbing pictures of war. People shooting each other. Some people stuck on spikes, bleeding. Uh, Daggett comes to town to check on the deceased general and finds out someone dug him up. Um, so he's he, like, when was he buried? Which time? Yeah. Like, yeah. What? So he's now going to look around the town. And the guy said, uh, he, the, gra- the person that works at the graveyard also mentioned the body that got burned up at the school, which is why he goes there next. Right. Mm-hmm. He goes there, he finds a St. Christopher pendant that he had seen before. And he thinks he knows who this guy is. Yeah, he thinks this is the guy from earlier. Mm-hmm. He meets Catherine, tries to question her. Uh, Catherine says it was probably the homeless guy and that uh, Mary had talked to him. Um, he asks about the general. Uh, meanwhile, Gabriel is watching from the roof of the school. Daggett looks around the general's room and finds a trunk hidden under his bed that has old possessions in it. Because he's um, like, does he have, does the general have any secrets? Yeah. And and she's like, it's a small town, nobody has any secrets. But it turns out this general has some secrets. Not only that, <laughs> he has something labeled evidence. I'm sorry, do they let you take home the evidence from your court-martial? I don't think so. <laughs> sure. No. In no. this, in this uh, trunk, we find out that he was a foobard individual. So he had some junk in the trunk. Yes. He was in this human sacrifices, dogs and cats living Living together. Mass hysteria. Um, Thomas Daggett knows how to work a reel-to-reel. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, this was the mid-90s, so he would have been born in like the 70s. This general was court-martialed after the Korean War. Because he uh, killed people, ate some of them, and kept their faces. Like you do. do. Like, so there's like this trunk, and in the trunk is the evidence reel-to-reels, and then there's this box... And in the reel-to-reel movie, you see the general carrying the box around. So then he breaks it open because it's locked. And you find what? Faces. (laughs) (laughs) And those faces are clearly rubber masks. Yeah. Because if those were skin, they would have been shriveled to shit by now. Yeah. I know. And he's like flipping through the faces. And (laughs) I'm like, those are falling apart. files. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I already vomited Ryan out screaming. What are you doing, dude? Why are you touching him? I like he's using his handcuffs to go through them. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, look, Elvis. This, no. I mean, just what? What? So Daggett goes to a church to find some solace. Um, and instead, he gets a, a vision of angels killing each other again. Mm-hmm. Being and impaled. Gabriel appears behind him. They chat for a bit. Gabe creeps him out. Like he would. And mm-hmm. he does the dent on the lip speech. Mm-hmm. When you were a baby, I told you a secret. And I put my finger on your right mouth and I said, shh. And then he so you got that the dent on your lip. It was a good little <laughs> So Mary goes to the general's uh, grave um, and sees it, and then the general comes and steps behind him, it's, but we find out it's a dream. Uh, we cut to the next day, and on the front steps of the school is Gabriel with a large group of kids. He's yeah, teach, the trumpet. <laughs> he's teaching them how to play the trumpet. Uh, they, one of the kids he's with uh, blows a note through it, and it blows out the windows. Um, Gabe, Gabe gives the kid a candy, it's a mint, and he like puts it in his mouth. But he's checking because he because apparently to see the soul, you have to look into 
person's mouth. So Gabe's doing all these weird things. Here, blow the trumpet. Trying Here, to figure out which take kid. a mint. Yeah. Let me see your teeth. He's just kind of looking in all which, these kids' mouths. The weirdest thing is this is less creepy than <laughs> anything Simon did. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> like, this is not creepy to me. This is, I mean, I know he's a bad guy, but like the teacher freaks out, which you kind of would, but he's not being creepy. He just looks like a dude talking to kids. It looks like he's checking uvulas. That's true. <laughs> it's like, do, do you have two now? Because now you got another soul. But I feel like they messed up and this is not menacing enough. Whereas the other things were overtly well, menacing. one of them is Christopher Walken. I'm just saying. <laughs> Just saying. He tells the girl to come sit on his lap. He goes, come here, Sandra. And she goes, how did you know my name was Sandra? You look like a Sandra. Yeah, you look like a Sandra. And all the, the angels all do that. They all know everybody's name somehow. Um, Sandra tells Gabe that Mary talked to Simon before he died. Uh, Catherine pulls up in a truck. I guess it's her truck. And uh, breaks it up. Tells, tells him the kids to get away from him. And then the kids to go into the classroom. And uh, Gabriel tells him to study that math. It's the key to the universe. And he rolls his eyes. <laughs> um, and she tells him, Gabe and Jerry, to get the get the fuck out of here, basically. She says, beat it. So Catherine goes to see Mary. Uh, Daggett's there already, questioning her about Simon. Uh, she seems to get possessed by the general randomly. She starts talking about, you know, how she could see the Chinamen and... In the snow, their guns would freeze. All this weird ass like oh, they, they don't bleed like regular yeah. people because they aren't even human or something. Just mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. spouting things from really. the influence of the general soul yeah. being creep, making her creepy and weird. But the teacher lady's like, you don't have to talk to him at all. Yeah. <laughs> she comes in like, I don't know. It's, like, it's weird. Bitch, why are you here? <laughs> so the uh, the elder takes her inside to rest, and Catherine asks, "What the fuck is going on?" And he's like, I don't have to tell you why you're here. You don't even, you know, mm-hmm. you're not this kid's parent. And uh, yeah. Daggett says, well, did you ever notice? And he said, did you ever read the Bible? And she's like, not for a long time. And he goes, well, did you ever notice that when God needs to kill somebody or set an example, he always sends an angel? He goes, do you think you'd ever want to meet a creature like that? No, they'll kill you, won't you? He also <laughs> says that Mary needs a doctor. And Catherine's like, she... They're taking her to her, to their village for a sing. Like, as if... Catherine doesn't think that Mary needed a doctor. I thought she said she already saw a doctor. Like they tried the doctor, didn't do anything. Like it was just really weird. It's like we, you need to get some medicine. No, no, we're gonna give her some herbs. We're gonna go to the medicine man. Yeah. So she, um, she tells uh, Catherine tells uh, Daggett about Gabriel, and he's like, "Well, we need to find him." And earlier in the movie, this is also there's a few things in the set are a little weird but a she few? happens to drive by and see where gabriel and jerry are hanging out it's this abandoned mine so she says i know where he is let's go there well so, he has a distinctive car that she saw yeah and not a lot of people live around here would not go in that mind with no. thomas daggett if he wants to go in the mine that's fine i'm gonna wait by the car let's get chill here that's no, fine so daggett and Catherine go into the mines uh, they but find a gone. bunch find a bunch of angelic script written all over the walls. Okay. And he's like, oh, this is angelic symbols. What does it say? And he like fucking knows. Like, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he has a... Then they both have visions of impaled angels, uh, a whole battlefield full of them. Um, Daggett gets... Uh, Catherine gets scared, and Daggett jumps back, and then he throws, uh, 
I guess a liquor bottle? No, it's, no, um, there's an oil lantern there. Oh, okay. And right before they have the vision, the lantern, like, I don't know, turns Combusts. itself up to oh, 100. Okay. So it's really like shooting fire, shooting okay. fire, shooting fire. And then they see the vision, and then he takes it, and he throws it at the wall, which makes the vision makes disappear. Makes a big fireball. And he says, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. He goes away. No, he doesn't. That would have been cooler if he did. He said cowabunga. Come on, don't be crazy. That's just ridiculous. Um, now they believe. Radical? Now they believe that all this angel shit is going on, and they've put together that Gabriel wants Mary. I'm pretty, pretty sure Tom has already, already believed. believed. <laughs> <laughs> I think he believed. Well, she didn't. Though. Once he saw that yeah. uh, that Bible and his thesis thing, and the, he read the prophecy, I feel like he I'm was already sure starting to believe. He saw that dude with when no eyes. When you tell me the dead suit. body never had any eyes, is a hermaphrodite with the blood of an aborted fetus? I'm believing. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a Bible from the second century. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty weird. <laughs> so they head back to Mary's place. She has a. Their family has a trailer. They go back to the trailer and they're like, "We got to get there before uh, Gabriel gets there." But as soon as they get into the trailer, Gabriel's there, and mm-hmm. so is Jerry. Um, they fight with Gabe and Jerry. Uh, Daggett shoots Jerry like five times. And, uh, and Jerry's like, oh, thank God. Jerry's very, <laughs> very happy about that. Thanks, man. And uh, in the struggle, Gabe's gets shot. Gabe gets shot a few times, too, by Mary. And uh, Mary and Kat run while Daggett stays and continues to fight Gabe. Gabe throws Daggett around like a ragdoll, pretty much, and then throws him through a window. And as he comes out, uh, Catherine shoots at the trailer. I guess he's shooting at Gabe. Shoots the trailer a couple times, but hits the propane tank, and the entire thing explodes. This is because, a- of course, yeah. And first of all, this is where we find out that they are not cool guys because they definitely uh, flew. <laughs> they did not walk away from that explosion. They flew away from that explosion. Also, I don't understand how Gabriel is not harmed. Okay, Simon. Total bullshit. Simon was injured and dying, but Gabriel gets shot and blown up and is fine. No, Simon got stabbed like once, didn't he? I thought mm-hmm. it was. I thought. I thought he got Uziel, stabbed once, and Uziel like dug at it a like little bit. Like tried to yeah. dig out his heart with his. But claws. Gabe got shot like six times. Yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't. It seems like you can't have Simon die so easily. Yeah. Sure you can. When and Gabriel, sure need. you can. You can one hundred percent because Gabriel's an archangel. Mm. Oh, yes, yeah, Simon is true. not. But still, because just like other things, your power level depending on where you are in the which hierarchy makes a hundred percent sense. I'm sure, but still, he was. Shot multiple times and blown up, uh-huh. like the pop, like it's too far apart. No, um, I buy it. I have no problem with it. If Michael was there, he'd have been like, fine too. He'd have yelled battle. It doesn't bother me <laughs> that he wasn't injured. It bothered me <laughs> that Simon was so injured. What's everybody standing around for? Why don't you give back to front? Just get along. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I thought Simon was gonna be there for a few days and uh, and would heal. Like I thought Simon was yeah. going to be fine. Um, and once he got rid of that soul, okay, he comes and he kills him. But he could have been healing. Or he wasn't fine because he had the dark soul, but then he gave the dark soul to Mary, so he should have been getting better. Yeah. Yes, but he was not a higher enough class of angel. We don't know that, though. Well, that's what makes sense. <laughs> we yes, never see about been... Simon. But that would make total sense. We didn't sense. see his passage in the Kabbalistic um, writings <laughs> or whatever it is. Well, after a while, the police show up. Um, like you would. Even though Gabe is face down and smoldering, Daggett uh, makes them cuff him. Handcuff him like he's dead. Like, Handcuff him anyway. Yeah. Um, All right. Mary gets possessed by the general again, and as the police 
drive off with Gabe, they throw him into the back. And before they close the back door, he looks at Dagon and winks. Also, Mary's grandmother just came through this whole thing unscathed and yeah. uninjured. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Like, couldn't they have just, like, shown her face with, like, a bloody forehead as if she got punched out? Well, cool grandmas don't look at explosions. there was a moment when they got in the truck where I didn't see her. And then... But then she's it later, like she's it was just fine. the three of them. And then yeah. later, she's there, too. And I'm like... Where could, did you come from? Could we just get one bloody temple? Just a little bit to look like maybe they hit her in the face and knocked her out before they tried to attack this child? Look, everybody knows you don't look, fuck with grandma. Grandma is gonna attack them. She's still grandma, even if she's an old lady. And why wasn't she... In the trailer? Like, Why are they, they dwelling on that so much? <laughs> how, did, yeah, how did she get out of the trailer? <laughs> like, like, all right, stop Unless going at that when, when they Grandma alone. They should have said, the get out of here. Then hey, it would have made sense. Why are we dwelling on this? Because Tony's almost done with this movie, and we're only 52 <laughs> minutes in the podcast. So if we want to talk about whatever weird thing about this movie, you should just let us. Well, or I this episode like is not going to be interesting. I feel like you're picking on Grandma. <laughs> We just so, don't understand where she was during the fight and what heart she had in this. And her whole house just exploded. And where was she? Also, why is... Um, Daggett, was she sitting in the truck already? <laughs> why is Daggett's whole side of his forehead bloody? And, like, she has to hold the, yeah. the band-aid to it. And it's covered in blood. And then later, it's just this little cut on his forehead. <laughs> like, I understand your head or, bleeds, but... Or, you know what? He's, like, covered in blood, but... She, Virginia Madsen isn't even like dirty yeah. and you're in a white shirt yeah. <laughs> and there was an explosion see that's a better one th- other than where's grandma what happened to the white shirt there's not a, no soot no dirt I call bullshit so, so after uh, Gabe winks at Daggett Daggett's like okay we got to get the fuck out of here and Daggett Kate uh, Daggett Catherine and Mary and grandma all jump in the truck and see, haul ass because they're going to the vi- to the uh, reservation. reservation for the sing to get the evil soul out of Mary. As they're driving, um, they see debris on the side of the road, and as they keep con- continue, eventually it pulls up to pieces of a police car, and then finally they find the police car flipped over with two dead uh, cops in it. But no Gabriel. So they cuffed him and put him in the back of the squad car, and then there's just pieces of the squad car yeah. along the side of the well, road. Well, I mean, he does rain fire and kills firstborns and turns cities into salt. <laughs> yes. so. And it was funny when he killed uh, when they killed wrong. Jerry and Jerry was so happy he finally got to die. Gabriel was pissed. He was like, "You know how hard it is to get one of them." It's <laughs> really not that hard. <laughs> well, he immediately went and got a second one. So they all run to the cabin uh, in the middle of a Native American reservation. And it looks like they're on top of the Grand Canyon, which I know yeah. we decided it was in New Mexico, but <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're just on the top of a butte. I mean, yeah. they're it's beautiful though. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Ha ha. See what you did there. So now we move on to Act 3. Mary has a general. Ex- general has the general explain. I'm sorry. Words Mary is possessed by the general, and the general explains to everyone how this area is highly defendable position. <coughs> Separate water source, you know, it's in. Only one approach. Yeah. It's very creepy. It's like, all right, well, thanks for that little tidbit. The Native Americans there all get together and do blessings and chants and stuff on Mary. Which, they're all old, old, old. There's not one younger person in this whole... All right, look, when you got to pull a demon out of a little girl, you got to get people who know what they're doing. You don't get those first level fucking people, all right? I feel like if I'm pretending to sing, I want more than just my elders there. 
Where are the elders in training? Elders in training? <laughs> so the not so elders? And I'm going to let the elementary school, the, the teacher and this <laughs> random dude I've just met in my sing, but I'm not going to call my own child to come <laughs> and help me with this thing? No younglings allowed. I just seem weird. So Gabe goes to a hospital. Uh, he walks in the front door and talks to the nurse at the desk. And it's like, um, someone's going to die. Someone's like, gonna look, die. I'm looking for somebody who's dying. <laughs> she goes, you can't come in here. And he shushes her and she says, soon passes Shh. out. He's got good powers. And then he goes into the ICU and uh, starts looking at uh, clipboards. He starts picking clipboards with a guy recovering. <laughs> he throws the clipboard. Ah, yeah. oh, feeling no better, better, fucker. <laughs> then finally he finds the last one. Uh, was a deterioration and mm-hmm. she's yeah. not going to make it. And he goes, there we go. And well, and we have our third Pulp Fiction character. Yep. Honey, Honey Bunny. Bunny. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, Rachel. She plays. No, Honey Bunny. Honey Bunny. Uh, she's dying, but Gabe makes her hang on. She wakes up. She's like, no. She wakes up and cries when she sees Gabe. He tells her, look, I promise it's only going to be for a little while. Because I guess she was wanted to die. Yeah, I guess. I, she might have well, been in a lot of pain Later or she says it was so bright and it was so beautiful and mm-hmm. they give you the impression that she was about Going to, to enter heaven. heaven. Which is, Although that doesn't agree with what Lucifer says. Right. So he said that, that no one can sense. get into heaven <laughs> until after their war is over. Well, maybe heaven's waiting either. room is really bright and beautiful. You've never been there. <laughs> That's true. I mean, just as everybody perceives, oh, it's just heaven. No, this is just this is just the waiting room. I feel like you guys God can't get in yet. When you get in, it's gonna be like the magic fucking anyways. kingdom with no that lines. That might just have been Lucifer trying to motivate her to let him do what he wanted. Too. It could be. He is the father of all lies. It's true. That's true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that is, you didn't think that, that, that he so could, say that, could lie? That <laughs> Lucifer was lying to her. He smiles and like, me. I would never shit you. I'm only the devil. <laughs> Back at the reservation, Catherine's walking around trying to clear her head. And she gets a visitor. Yes. Hey, it's Vigo Mortensen. Yes. Carly's favorite. And Vigi, Vigi, Vigi has been a very bad monkey. Old son of mourning, son of perdition, little horn. Son of a bitch. Most unclean. <laughs> I do miss the old names. Uh, God is love, but I don't love you. So, basically, if Morningstar wants to chat with you, you chat with him. <laughs> she says, uh, are you an angel? He says, I'm the first angel. Love wants above all. Then he explains that heaven is held, this is what Elaine was saying, heaven is held in a prolonged stalemate. Angels continue to do God's plan, but then the others, rebel, rebel angels, hate humans. They don't want the humans in heaven. And he personally doesn't have anything to do with any of this. This is all Gabriel's He's like, work. look, people still go to hell. I don't give a fuck. But if the angels have this war... Then they might have if the, at the end of this war they might have to create another hell and there's only one if hell. If Gabriel wins, there'll be another hell. So my stake in this game is my hell is the only hell. He's the only game in town. That's that. right. It's one hell too many. He says if she joins him, they can save Mary and then open the gates to heaven for all the expired souls that just sit in the ground. Um, Catherine goes to tell Daggett. Uh, Daggett goes to pray. But God I was isn't. like, is she going to make a deal with the devil? <laughs> yes. I was wondering if there was going to be a fiddle of gold which, against her soul. <laughs> which at first I thought maybe he couldn't enter because of the energy from the Native Americans and they're saying like there's real power there or whatever. And maybe he couldn't go in, which is why he needed her to like invite him in like a vampire. Mm. But then later he just goes in, so I don't understand. Yeah. He was just hanging out. He wanted to make a grand entrance. <laughs> or just, the devil's kind of vain. He's a man of wealth and taste. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Because he never gets ma- the soul from Mary. It's been around for a long, long year. Stole many hands. <laughs> so Gabe and Rachel are on a road trip. Uh, 
to the Native American reservation, I guess. And mm-hmm. um, the waitress at a local diner tells Gabe, you know, he's he's like, well, you know, do you know where it's at? And she says, like, 40 minutes away or something. He's like, can he's, be more specific? He's doing some kind of, like, country accent. Mm-hmm. He's like, can y'all be a little more specific or something? Like, I'm making like, fun of her. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. And, then, and uh, meanwhile, and you have uh, Honey She's just sitting, he's sitting there. there fucking <laughs> like, sobbing. I was like, yeah. Fuck! She's <laughs> just like sniveling and sobbing. She starts to cry. like, "Stop that! Yeah. I hate that." <laughs> and the la- the waitress is like, "The hell? What the fuck? Why? I don't understand why she helped him because I would give him wrong directions. They should have made it look like he was forcing her to, like, like she was entranced by. Should be yeah. using like the we Jedi mind tricks. We see him using those mind tricks. But not all the time. And he would need to. You're not and helping then, that dude with the chick in the no. And then he out. gives her, she gives him correct directions. And then he says, I don't think I'll be seeing you again. And she says, suits me. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, let's go. And Rachel's like, no, I'm not going. And he goes, well, if you don't, he goes, you can come with me for another day. Or you can stay in that sagging meat suit forever. And she doesn't answer him. He goes, because I can wait until the stars burn out or some, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, fuck. So basically he's saying, I just and made you a moron. And then she says, why yeah. do you need... At this point, need- Tony was like, just stay, just stay. <laughs> and she does say something about why. And he's like, I can't drive. Yeah, I can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> Evidently he doesn't have a license. Right. <laughs> so, uh... But you would think he wouldn't need one. If he wanted to drive himself... He could. If the you cops would, pull him over, who cares? You would think he could. <laughs> These are not the droids you're looking Actually, for. <laughs> you would think he could fly because how did he get to Earth? And how is he going to leave Earth if he can't still fly? These are questions I want answered. <laughs> Next time I see Christopher walking, I'll ask him. So we get to Daggett. He's, um, he has like a tow truck with a front winch or something. Mm-hmm. And he's pulling the chain out. And he's uh, getting ready to wrap it on a rock. He's setting up some kind of trap for... Uh, Gabriel. Blocking the road. And uh, Lucifer shows up. He explains to Daggett that Gabe has lost his lost his faith because he can no longer hear the word of God. So you need to test his faith. Um, he goes, what do you think it would do to an angel that if you shook his faith? And then he bounces. Well, first he's like super creepy. He gives him a snuggle and a sniff. He's like, I listened to all your prayers when you were a kid and I know you were afraid I was under the bed and I was yeah, the whole yeah. time. <laughs> He's very devilish. And he says, F this, I'm evil. He does a good job being this creepy yeah. dude. Yeah. What does he say? Does he say the line now where he's like, do you know what hell is? There's no yeah. fire and boiling oil. It's uh, the absence it's of God's light. the absence light. of God's light, which is what they say in the Bible. There's yeah. no mention of fire or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the shamans are still blessing Mary, and Gabe is getting closer. Night falls. Uh, and you, the way that it's set up, it's I guess it's on the top of a cliff because you can see the road that leads out, and they see Gabriel's coming. So they all lock themselves in the, I guess it's a hut. I don't know. It's it's like a building, but it's kind of ramshackle. Yeah. It looks like so they look like it looks like a pueblo, like from the Pueblo Indians. Mm-hmm. So it looks like kind of the top level of like a pueblo building. Okay. So Daggett gives Cat his revolver, and. Uh, Says there's one shot in it, and he's gonna face Gabriel outside. You know, we shot this guy three times already. Yeah, why not? Just kept walking, but let's uh, let's shoot him some more. With yeah. <laughs> one more shot, maybe it'll be the right one. So as Gabe pulls up in his car, uh, Daggett set up the tow truck chain, and um, it rams into it just as he sets it up, stopping it immediately. 
which seems to kill Rachel and throws Gabe out the front of the car. Yeah. Uh, Daggett goes, Although she's not <clears> dead. <throat> no, she's not. But but yeah, it was kind of cool. He he was like, the car's approaching and he pulls the chain tight and does what he's going to do. Yeah. And then the car crash, like the windshield comes out and Gabriel just goes flying. He's not wearing a seatbelt. Yeah. But <laughs> and it's a convertible anyway, but... <laughs> Daggett jumps on Gabriel and starts to beat on him. Uh, Gabe says that he should just give up and come with him, join him. Uh, Gabe goes to kill him, um, but Daggett has a oh, right there. What is that word? I don't know. <laughs> the- oh, okay. So Gabe goes. Uh, he he beats up Gabe for a minute, but then Gabe stands up, throws him to the ground, and is going to kill him, and. Uh, Right before Gabe kills Daggett, Daggett starts to speak, speak to him. So Gabe takes a second. He goes, okay, make it good because it's, gonna, you know, it's basically going to be your last thing that you say. And Daggett says, he knows what it's like to be ignored by God. And then uh, we find out that Gabe, Gabe is acting out because God won't speak to him anymore. Because yeah. he's like, if you're so sure you're right, why don't you just ask God if you're right? And if he says you're right, then you're right. But... Why don't you just ask him? He goes, because he doesn't talk to he me anymore. He won't talk to me anymore. Well, maybe that means you're wrong. <laughs> earlier, when he was talking to Simon, too, it made it sound like God wasn't talking to any of them. Yeah. But Simon obeys regardless. He's like, this was the last thing he told us to do, so this is what I'm going to keep doing. And it kind of, talk kind of stuns Gabe a little bit, so instead of killing Daggett, he just kind of walks away. But Daggett jumps into the truck and then tries to run, like he's going to run Gabe over. But that's when we find out Rachel lived. Rachel smashes through the back window and starts trying to choke him. Um, but and at she's the same like, time, kill me, yeah, kill me. At the same time, begging him to kill her. Um, so Gabe busts into the, what you call it? The Pueblo. The Pueblo. Pueblo. And uh, Kat shoots him immediately, just like he was. Like Doesn't do anything, to. just mm. like every other time. Yeah. Because um, he's an archangel and powerful. Yeah. And then he starts to try and crush her skull. Um, Gabe run, rams the truck into the side of the house, smashing. Or oh, sorry, Thomas rams the truck into the side of the house and smashes through the wall, hitting Gabe. But Gabe pushes Catherine away, I guess on accident, so she doesn't get killed. And this actually does kill Rachel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Daggett starts jumps on Gabe with a tire iron this time and just starts beating him. Yeah, he is. He's beating him to death. He hits him and hits him and hits him and hits him, and he goes to hit him one more time, and right before he gets to land the hit, Lucifer appears and grabs the tire iron. Mm-hmm. And he tells him, uh, then he stops and tells the Native Americans to finish their chanting. Yeah. He's like, look, this is working. Just yeah. keep it up. Which is so weird. Like, why didn't he just take the soul from Mary? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe tells uh, Lucy that uh, this war is mine. Lucy. Lucifer says, this war is arrogance. Arrogance is evil. And evil, well... It's mine. That's mine. (laughs) Uh, And then Gabe tells him, you know, you're just being a brat. You know, you're upset hiding in the basement. Having had a fight with the boss. And uh, Satan tears uh, Gabe's heart out and eats it. Yeah. And above, kind of above we see uh, lightning. We see uh, angels and stuff flying overhead. Then Mary starts to puke and throw up, like and her face expands, and she pukes out this evil soul. Heaven opens up and uh, does this giant blast of light down on the whole area. That destroys the soul. Just obliterates the whole soul. 
Uh, and then Gabe sees that and falls down dead. Lucifer continues, continues to eat the heart, Daenerys style. <laughs> afterward, he wants he wants to know if Cat, uh, Catherine and Daggett will come with him, if they'll come home. And they're like, no. <laughs> you know, he says, I love you, I love you more than Jesus. Yeah. Come with me. You you owe me a, so, a soul, surely you'll give me a soul. And they're like, nah. And they're like, earlier you said, I don't love you. <laughs> um, he gets really pissed, but Daggett stands up to him, and he goes, you know, I have my faith, and uh, what do you got, angel? And so we see that Daggett's faith is renewed. And, he also uh, says, I have a soul. Yeah, he has mm-hmm. a soul. And, uh, Although that makes me wonder. I wouldn't say it's really faith at this point, because now we know. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking about when he said, because in Constantine, where they're like, you don't have faith, you have knowledge. It's yeah. like, you know. It doesn't count. Well, yeah. he also said he had a soul. Yeah. Which they have faith. Don't. Not, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you saw all this shit. You know it's real. It's different. It's yeah. it's not the same. <laughs> Although even if you saw that stuff, you could still think that you were going crazy and that it wasn't true. real. It's true. <laughs> That's what what Constine or what's her name's sister thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was crazy. But either way, that's that's it. Everyone's everyone's <laughs> happy. Yay. Uh, <laughs> Post credit fashion. But I did like how the medicine man like picked up the sand and ran to like you just saw all this shit yeah. happen and then he was like, the soul is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, Thank I you, don't Captain know. Obvious. It's weird because sometimes you don't know who's seen what. That's true too. Yeah, we did pan out, and they were inside the hut still. Like, even with the truck having driven in, they weren't outside. I assume that Thomas sees it. Like, even at first, it took me a second to realize that uh, Catherine had seen the vision in the mind, too, because we know that Thomas can see these visions from God. Mm -hmm. But did she see it, or did she think he freaked out? And then I realized she did see it. So, like, the light from God and the destruction of the evil soul, did only Thomas see that? Or did only Thomas and, Virgin- or, and Catherine see that? I keep wanting to call it Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> or did the holy men see it, but not everybody? Like, who saw what? It's not exactly clear. Yeah, we mm-hmm. yeah, especially, like you say, when you don't know who saw the visions or whatever. I think the Nat- I'm pretty sure the Native Americans saw it because they were reacting to the, yeah. the vision. I don't know about the light, but they saw the soul get whipped, destroyed. Mm-hmm. So, and that's it. So, what did you think? John. Hey. All right. So, my favorite character is going to be Gabriel because mm-hmm. he was the most interesting. My least famous character, least famous character, least famous character, least famous character. But my least Mary. It was Mary. But my least favorite character was um. Now I want to call her fucking the teacher, <laughs> Catherine. Catherine. Which, thank you. I forgot her name, Catherine. Because she was a lot of places she didn't need to be. And she was like she there's was shoe- a lot of she was shoehorning a lot. Of there's a lot of we're here and we're going here and then we're coming back here and then we're going back here and then we're coming back here and then we're going back here. She was and just, at the end, they made it look like she and Thomas were a couple now. Like he keeps like he keeps, hugging her, yeah, and kissing he, the he side of her head, kissing on her. Like, and, I, and I was like, that's a little weird. It kind of like, looked like a romance. They put, it kind of looked out? like uh, Catherine and Thomas and Grandma and Mary are going to go live a happy life together. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Um, my favorite. Line is from Gabriel. I'm an angel. I kill firstborns when their mamas while their mamas watch. I turn cities into salt. I even when I feel like it, rip the souls from little girls. And from now until kingdom come, the only thing you can count on in your existence is never understanding why. Good line. It's like, yeah, he's got a point there. <laughs> Reminds me of a the universe has no obligation to make sense to you. True. Um, Tertiary object. Fifth object is the Bible. 
Nice. Mm-hmm. The Bible. I'm hoping that's not Elaine's favorite. Nope. But yeah, it was just, mine. But that's fine. I really liked the Bible. It was a cool one. And what I forget? Oh, my favorite scene. My favorite scene would have to be when Gabriel. No, not Gabriel. When Lucifer's waiting outside and he's all creepy and stuff, and he starts explaining stuff to Thomas. When you run to the bed, I was. Yeah. Yeah. He's like. Uh, what he say? He's like, nobody can go to heaven anymore, but they can always come to me. I'm open every day, even on Christmas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, it's a, it's, it's a nice meat. Yeah. Where you, you see like. Meat cute. Yeah, meat creep. <laughs> meat creep. Where you expect the devil to be the big bad and he's not. And then, well, he kind of turns into a big bad at the end, but not really. So yeah. it was uh, interesting. He's almost movie. like a hero at the end of this movie. <laughs> Well, the devil hey, was an angel, too. Same with Constantine. <laughs> the devil was an angel. Um, true, Constantine. Look at that. So that's two movies we've done where the devil is, is an angel. Is Gabriel's hero. a bad guy. Mm. If you challenge both God and the devil, the devil will always try to destroy you. So God comes out on top. Mm. <laughs> Weird. No uh, flick-off scene, though, at the end. Though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I will yay this movie. Um, it's a soft yay. Because... Mm. There's a, it feels like this should have another 30 minutes to explain some stuff. But it's an interesting theory, um, concept that I, I do believe have legs. And I'm afraid to see the sequels because much like Highlander, <laughs> I'm afraid it's going to go way off. Yeah, probably. Like, oh yeah, by the way, they're aliens. But wait, what? <laughs> and Sean Connery's in it. <laughs> All right. Carly? All right. So my favorite character was Thomas. Mm-hmm. I thought he was an interesting character. My least favorite character, also the teacher. Because they should have made her related to Mary, so it made sense that she cared so much about this kid. Good point. You can be a teacher and care about your kids, <clears> but you're not going to their house and making their beds. And <laughs> I'm driving 40 minutes away from your work. Going to the reservation whim. to attend their seance. You know, yeah. <laughs> seance. Are, are they dead? And what are they just gonna let you, seance. some I'm white sorry. woman, hang out in their yeah. Yeah. during their special no religious ceremony? To let her in there. She doesn't or, belong. Or Thomas. Yeah, that's true. Um, my favorite scene was... We watch Longmire, we know. <laughs> ...was the fight at the trailer with the explosion up to when they passed the wreckage of the cop car. Because it was like, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite ter- tertiary object, I put Lucifer. But if you wouldn't allow that, then the noose that was... Yeah, Lucifer is not a tertiary object. <laughs> I felt like he kind of was. <laughs> no, he was definitely a character. And then John took my favorite line, so my second one... <laughs> It's a good line. Was uh, sort of along the same vein when Thomas said, did you ever notice how in the Bible, whenever God needed to punish someone or make an example, or whenever God needed killing, he sent an angel. Did you ever wonder what a creature like that must be like? A whole existence spent praising your God, but always with one wing dipped in blood. Would you ever really want to see an angel? Mm. Hey, Carla, want to know something? That's my backup line. Oh, that's my (laughs) backup line. And I cannot yay this movie. And it's not... Because I I like the concept. I think it's a good story, but I don't think it was done well. And I think it could have been longer and explained more and been done better. And it was creepy and icky. But, I mean, I'm okay is with it a being nay or creepy, a maybe? creepy. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> 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 creepy, but it didn't need to be icky. She's gonna keep talking till she figures it out. <laughs> I like. I kind of if if we had seen the angels using more, just like they touch things and new stuff. I didn't need them licking shit. You need more rules. I didn't need the mouth to mouth like. <laughs> I think that they did that because they were running out of budget and yeah. Like it like, still could have been soul? creepy without being gross, and they they went gross creepy. I don't know. I will. That's a maybe. Maybe. 
<laughs> she was talking, but there was enough to where she seemed like she liked it. I think it's weird. It's a good story. It's a good idea. Yeah, but it's like the pitch meeting, you were like, "Yes, make that movie." But then, then you're like, like "What? What happened here?" It's a little thin. It's funny because we were talking about only lovers left alive earlier. And one of my problems with that movie is they didn't give me parameters. I didn't know the lore. Mm-hmm. And this is one of your problems with this movie. The movie's got a set of rules. Oh, my turn. Sure. Unless you want to go after Tony. <laughs> no, All right. So my favorite character is Lucifer. My least favorite character is Catherine. I don't. Everybody hates her. <laughs> no, it's just not done, and it just wasn't done well. And she just like they're. The thing she, the choices she made didn't always make sense, and it just wasn't even a well acted character. Mm-hmm. Like, um, my favorite scene. Are you okay there? Tom? I just thought I'd, I was making sure I didn't have a drink down there. <laughs> Drooled all over the floor. I did um, not. My favorite scene is Jerry and Gabriel when they're digging up the general's body. <laughs> just like there's some funny banter between them, and it just I enjoyed it. Um, my favorite line is from Lucifer, and he says, Other angels have made this war because they hate you, you and all humans. God has put you in his grace and pushed them aside. They're desperate. They've never been able to conquer the other loyal angels, and so this war has remained in stalemate for thousands of years. And while this state of affairs endures, no soul can meet its God. Your parents and their parents and so on from the beginning lie still in wormy earth. Of course, some of them do come to me eventually. For while heaven may be closed, I am always open, even on Christmas. <laughs> Although he says it really menacing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, he does such a good job. He has a very gravelly voice. It was so voice, good. Like they were like, quiet Hugh Jackson's like, gravelly. I found the king of all men. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my favorite tertiary object is in the morgue. There's a sign that says, ah, freezers that are for bodies, <laughs> not for <laughs> beers. That was pretty good. Which, I wrote that down. Oh, God, it's so good. Just, like... Tony pointed it out to me, because I just see One it. of those things, That's like... That's one of those, like, you know, someone did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. purpose. Which is funny. Um, so... <laughs> I she doesn't not, decide it yet either. No, I'm going to name this movie. Oh. <laughs> so There's we got one just, of each... <laughs> Despite Christopher Walken being really good in this, and I liked Elias Codius in this too, like who, Casey Jones. Casey oh Jones. yeah, Casey. <laughs> um, and I really and Viggo Mortensen. I liked them, and even that act, that little kid that played Mary, was pretty good. I just didn't find the story compelling enough to really give a shit, and I felt like there was big missing pieces of either scenes or exposition. It didn't. Felt, it felt very disjointed, and I felt like I was missing lots of important information. So I just didn't like it. It did make me really want to watch Frailty again, though. <laughs> Frailty. Which was really weird. Like, as soon as we finished, in my head, I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to see Frailty. You know what made me want to watch? Fallen. Yeah. 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 So, Tony, um, please do that movie at some point. But, you know. Time, well, time is on your side. Yes, there's other movies that have a similar kind of feel, and um, it made me kind of... Want to watch more movies like this, but not ever again this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Erin uh, went home. Erin and I went shopping yesterday, and she went home and watched it while we were watching it. And she goes, I feel like there was this big story happening, but they made the movie about this little side story, and we didn't get enough <laughs> of the main story. Like, this this is only one tiny part, and it didn't... <laughs> she's like, well, I feel like we're watching the wrong movie. Explore it more in subsequent movies. I've seen the second movie and I, I was well not impressed, but yeah. I don't remember. I 
You know, I think I no might has. not watch it. Better or worse than Hellblazers? <laughs> that's the new benchmark. It's better than Hellblazers. All right, All right. that's the Tony new benchmark for bad movies. <clears throat> All right. My favorite character, it's a tie between Gabriel and Lucifer. Mm-hmm. His favorite character is the general. You motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are picking the teacher. This guy has a collection of faces in a box. But he's not yeah, a character. He's more like a turtle object. He's like, this teacher left her kids. This guy has faces in his box. Faces. Plural. Not one. He doesn't have, like, a face. He has, like, faces. But we never saw him alive, so he didn't feel like a character okay. to me. All right. Like, it wasn't a tertiary. Hey, look, wait a minute. There's, there's bad teachers and then there's cannibals. Like when this guy does it, it's a problem. But when Arya does it, it's Okay. Oh, I know. Apparently, <laughs> all right. My favorite line is uh, Lucifer's. Obviously, uh, your war is arrogance. Arrogance is evil, and evil is mine. My favorite scene is pretty much any with Christopher Walken, and it. I can't really imagine this movie working without him, which yeah. is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Mort- Mortensen's really good in it too, but he's only at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, my I think favorite. Vigo could have pulled and that. honestly, Walken could have been, been Lucifer. Yeah, he he's creepy could. enough. He could have pulled mm-hmm. that role. They could have switched that. That yeah. might have been good. <laughs> Either way, uh, my favorite Trisha object was the Bible, but you know, stole that. <laughs> I can go first. I will, I will yay this movie, but it's it's kind of like it's kind of like Blade Two. It's you know, it does have its miles on it. After you watch it, you're like, yeah, it really could have more going on. Mm-hmm. But all right, so well, well, thanks for bringing it in there and not naming your own movie, <laughs> uh, Carly. All oh, right. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast, on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs, on Twitter at unmovie podcast, or you can email unmovie podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I never um, remember that. <laughs> I always I'm remember. Like, Please find us. Listen Hold to on. all our previous <laughs> When I was here for Blade 2, I did the whole thing just <laughs> off the top of my head. It's not hard. <laughs> it's almost saying the same thing over and over again. It's very repetitive. <laughs> and if you would like to give us your reviews, we would love to share them with all the rest of the because, listeners. Um, yes, because next week on the podcast, it's my birthday. It's my pick for Elaine's birthday. It's my birthday. We are kicking off Elaine's birthday month. That's right, folks. And how are we kicking? Well, I picked a movie that I know Elaine likes. And everybody said it was okay. Everybody said it was okay. Well, everybody <laughs> I got said it was the okay. okay from my co-hosts. Well, you know what? For birthday movies, evidently, it's really loose. Like, well, it's unappreciated because you haven't watched it. It's unappreciated because it didn't make its money back in the U.S. That's what I'm going with. Worldwide, definitely did. But in the U.S., not, no. <laughs> not so much. All right. So we are is. doing 2008's The Incredible Hulk. Song. For a second, I thought you played Will's dog trash thing while I was giving the title of my movie. Why would we do that? <laughs> you have to wait until next week to find the out if you think that movie is The second movie in the Marvel MCU. Yeah. The, 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 the wicked stepchild, if you will. Which was the first one? Iron Man. Did that came before the Hulk? Yeah. Barely, but it came before Hulk. Hmm. I'm pretty sure I saw the Hulk before I ever saw Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see the Hulk until... Tony and I were together when I saw the Hulk. Well, yeah, I remember when this came, when those came out, like Iron Man was like, "Who the fuck is Iron Man?" That's a very tertiary, yeah, know, character. Mm-hmm. Everyone gave, everybody knew the Hulk. Yeah, that's true. So mm-hmm. now everybody's favorite is Iron Man. Yeah, not mine, but most everybody. Well, this is Edward Norton too, so it's good. Ed Norton, I love Mr. Ed Norton. 
I'm slightly sad he didn't come back to play the Hulk in that uh, he's movie. Never, they had a big problem. Though. I, yeah, he didn't want to, and they didn't want him. But I'm kind of sad. <laughs> it's a lot of problems. I like Ruffalo though. I, I oh, I love him. I, mean, I think if, Ruffalo's way better. You know, if you can't have Norton, why not? Oh, uh, I would. If you gave me a choice of the two, I would definitely go Ruffalo. I think that Edward Norton is a better actor than Mark Ruffalo. Not as the Hulk. I, I wouldn't I mind know. seeing Norton and 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 uh, RDJ arguing. Yeah, I've never seen them anything together. So. Don't th- I don't think can't think of anything yeah. they've together. Yeah. So. Maybe they don't like each other. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then. <laughs>